Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello, Blues. Welcome to an impromptu uh, instant match reaction from the Toffee Web podcast uh, for Leicester City 2, Everton 2. I'm here with uh, Adam McCulloch, Paul Trail, and Andy Howard. Um, I think our heart rates have now settling down a bit after what threatened to be a bit of a roller coaster, but ended up uh, all things equal. Uh, hard to take much satisfaction from a draw when we really needed a win, but I suppose uh, it's another one of those games that needs to be taken in context. We gave up a lead. Handed the initiative to Leicester, lost our captain to what looks like an awful injury. Uh, should have been 3-1 down and um, then back back to 2-2. So, um, Adam, what are your thoughts now? Uh, you got your breath back a bit. Just about, yeah. Um, <laughs> exhausted. I, I, I kind of feel how a lot of the players looked at the end of that. Um, and a lot of them looked really spent, which I guess shows the amount of effort put on the pitch, particularly the likes of, I thought, you know, McNeil and Decore. Uh, pretty much ram themselves into the ground for the cause. Um, but it's just, it's such a shame not to be coming away from three points after creating so many chances. Um, some really good attacking play at times, albeit with some pretty characteristic errors at the back, um, as we've seen over the last few weeks. Um, as you say, I, th- I think on reflection, we probably will say it's a point gained in some respect because of um, how easily that, that could have gone wrong, particularly just before half time. Um, we spoke just before joining as well about the, what, what felt like a real turning point when uh, Dom missed that unthinkable, uh, unthinkably easy chance. Um, and then Jamie Vardy went up the other end and hit the bar. That felt like a real turning point. Um, and then, obviously the penalty on half time. So I think on reflection, a point in that context isn't too bad, but four games left to play, four games and at least half of those games look very, 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 very difficult on paper. Um, so it's it's hard to feel truly buoyant. Um, the word deflated came up a lot. Um, if we want a word for, for a podcast, deflated is usually uh, a good place to start. Um it's it's just a shame that there wasn't that that one 
last real moment uh, towards the end. Um, I, I, I do think we, we we created plenty in that second half, and, and I think there's a, there's a lot of um, a lot of the side who can kind of come away from that feeling um, positive about how they played. But yeah, it's it's just a shame there wasn't that that, that one last little moment. Tarkovsky knocking down a set piece. He won pretty much every set piece, didn't he? And I think if, if one of those had just kind of fallen the right way or we'd had one little moment late on, um, we'd really be thinking that maybe, maybe the, uh, yeah, we're, we're coming away from it. I can't even get my words out. I'm absolutely spent after that, guys. I am, <laughs> I am yeah. just, I am, sp- I am spent. I feel like Decore running into a blind alley, looking around and there's no one there. So I, I will. I will try and find Andy Howard with uh, with a pass, but he'll probably go out for a throw in. So, uh, Andy, what did you? Think? I'll miscontrol it. Then <laughs> they'll break on us, and it'll be a mess. Um, I'm knackered. I'm absolutely mm. knackered. And I think if you were going to kind of put everything what it means to be an Evertonian at the moment into a 90 minute period, um, you would have that game and. Um, you know, you're in front. All of a sudden, you think, "Oh my gosh, you, you, we can we can get three points here." I mean, look at the table now; it looks incredible. Um, and then it all goes wrong in the space of ten minutes, and then you think, "Oh no, actually, no, we're we're Everton, aren't we?" Uh, and then on half time, that kind of surreal, really surreal moment of Madison taking that penalty. Uh, I, I don't quite know what's running through his head, let alone anything, uh, let alone mine. Um, and then for us to get back in it in the second half with a much more kind of a, a, bit, a bit more of a considered performance, um, I thought there was big plus points to that game. Um, the way that again, the way we started the game, like against Newcastle, you know, the, the last two games we've started really well. Yeah, started on the yeah. front foot, um, pressed high, and you think, oh, we're, we're in the game. And tonight we got our reward, which was, you know, it might have been a penalty, but we definitely deserved to go in front. Um, and then, well, that's the reason we're down there, isn't it? It's the reason we're in so much trouble is that you get pretty basic errors. I mean, what do you tell your midfield when you play Leicester? Do not transition the ball in in the centre of the pitch, especially, especially Mm -hmm. if Vardy's playing. Do not give the ball away in the middle of midfield. And what do we do? Um, are they strong from set pieces? Yes, they are. So don't give them any free kicks. And we kind of give away a half tackle halfway inside our own half when we were in complete control of the game. I mean, after we scored the first goal, for the five minutes, we got a few attacking throw-ins, we got a few corners. I was thinking, oh, wow, Everton kind of looked like, we, we look like we're kind of in control of this, you know. We had them on the ropes, uh, yeah. And, and all of a sudden, that the, the whole momentum of the game just changes through basic errors, I would say. You know, um, and well, it, I mean, it could have been so much worse, couldn't it? It could have been so much worse. And then you think, okay, well, it's only two one, and then we come up against a goalkeeper who's had the night of his life. I think. I mean, I don't know much mm-hmm. about Everson. I must say, um, I know he's been brought in for Ward, who started the season, um, but tonight, I mean. I mean, the save he makes from Decore at the end there. Um, it's brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a brilliant save. And, and even even to to judge the kind of cross that came in off someone's foot that almost got to Calvert-Lewin, he got it bang on. You know, I, I just... 
it, encapsulating being an Evertonian is that 90 minutes. Um, and um, I found myself sitting down. I found myself trying to hide behind what I was sitting on. I found myself standing <laughs> up and walking across the room, not knowing where I was going. Um, I have one dog that can sit with me quite happily with it. The other one had to leave the room. Um <laughs> You know, it, it's, it's households all over the place here. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know, I don't know, I just don't know what to make of it. And then you look at the table at the end and you think, okay, what does that mean? Um, it means we're a point closer. Um, but is it going to be enough? And still, I mean, you know, I'd got to the point before this game kicked off that I was almost thinking, do you know what? If you, if I could fast forward a month, I would now. Because I just want to, I, yes. I just want a resolution. Either way, I want a resolution. Yeah. I don't want the stress that goes with it. I just want to know now. I want to know: Are we going down? Are we staying up? And and we're no closer, are we? We're, we're no closer to that rewind, <laughs> uh, to, to that fast forward. No closer whatsoever. Yeah, the point is through the grind at this time, aren't they? We thought last season was like this. Feels it's so much worse. It's so much harder to call this year, isn't it? It's it's horrible. Um, yeah, <clears throat> the frustrating thing was the soft goals. I thought for me, I mean the. Um, the first, I mean, okay, yeah, and Andy, you're right, and well, well encapsulated there. By the way, Andy, I couldn't really say any better anything about the game than, than what you just did. But the the first, yeah, the first, it was really sort of just poor, wasn't it? From like the uh, you know, don't give away free kicks to the team with good good recipes. Okay, but yeah, it wasn't like the most threatening ball, so that ended up resulting in a goal. It was just a bit of a weird goal, wasn't it? Which is like poorly defended, really, and then. I don't know if you saw when uh, Awobi did give the ball away, he had, he had a really, like, the Corey was motoring away down the far left. He was really open, and it was like a real, <clears throat> wouldn't have been that difficult a ball. I mean, I, I couldn't play it, but I like to think Awobi <laughs> could, you know, to, to find it. He didn't even seem to look up and find it. And had he had done that, we could even have been in, let alone conceding a goal. And, uh, yeah, it was really sloppy. Fair play to him, though. If, if anyone dare venture onto Twitter at, at, at half time, you know, I think a lot of people are saying, Hook Awobi, Hook Keen, and that. And fair play to Awobi. He came back second half. He looked a bit lost after he made that mistake. Came back second half and made amends. And he, you know, he had a pretty good second half and obviously scored the goal. So fair, fair play to him at that. But, um, yeah, I was a bit frustrated not to win, really. I think uh, Leicester will be too. They, they attacked a lot. It was a heck of a game. Um, I think if we can if we can show that fight in the remaining the remaining four games, I'd like to think there's two wins in there. Um, but we just can't. We have got to stop conceding these sloppy goals, and that's um, if we don't get if we don't stay up. That that's what'll do it for us. It's the uh, it's, it's the goals we're conceding. Big positive was Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and I still can't believe that miss. Um, but we're playing so much better with him in the team, I think, and uh, he, he he brought so much. So much for us um, uh, tonight, and uh, another ninety minutes up plus on uh, under the belt, and uh, yeah, I think he'll score some goals in these next few games. I think he'll be he'll hit a few goals for us, so uh, it might make the difference um, because it's going to be ever so tight, isn't it? You can't see it really not going to the last game at the moment, and it's going to be really tight. So yeah, we're going to need Dominic in the team and Fyven, but um, yeah, great shift from the lads. Can't 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 fault the character, that's for sure. Yeah, if it doesn't go to the last day at this point, then we're already down because it is it's going to the wire at the way things go. If you look at the um the table, every team in the Premier League has won a game in the last five except us and Southampton. So we really need to start winning <laughs> and soon. It's probably not gonna happen in the next uh, couple of games, but we need to uh we need to get wins on the board. Um I think yeah, um 
Calvert Lewin and Decore, I thought were really good. They're probably the most positive thing about the game. I mean, Decore is it's just his energy, um, and he's unlucky not to score the winner at the end there. I mean, the, the goalkeeper just having, <laughs> as you say, and I, I don't know anything about Everson either, and I know far more about him now than I ever wanted to. Uh, <laughs> but he had a he had a I mean a, you know a great game, two um, two or three actually really really good saves that on, on another day might have been goals. Um, but I mean, the key, the key thing for me. Uh, is we wanted them to fight and they fought. Um, and as you said, Adam, you know, they gave everything in terms of effort and energy. And that's basically, you know, that's, that was the, that's obviously the minimum requirement, but we haven't seen enough of it lately. So that was nice to see. Um, but, you know, on the flip side, there's plenty of evidence for why we're, we're why we're down there, you know, missed, that misplaced passes in midfield, lapses at the back, poor decision-making in the final third, particularly from Dwight McNeil. I mean, there was a couple of times where Calvert-Lewin was in, and he's chosen to shoot. Um, and it's just, you know, it's that lack of composure. When you look at, um, you know, Idrissa Gay, when the ball comes out to him and he's got all the time in the world to just line up a shot and just just, just keep it down, keep it on target. Give yourself a uh, a chance to, 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 you know, at least make the goalkeeper work or, or get a deflection or something. Um, and I think um, there was another chance. Or was it um, Decore had a similar effort yeah, where they when, just uh, lashed it over so Dwight McNeil yeah. had that effort which was saved and they came back to the core is that the moment that just like went way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, way yeah. over the bar yeah and it's just and again it's that you've got time you know I don't know it's 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 all sort of evidence again as I say of why we're down there There's the reasons for why we're down there it's because the players you know are, are you know they're, they're lacking in composure when they really really need it and unfortunately that's not something you can you can coach that easily. You know, it's not something you can just inject into the team overnight. Um, you know, and it doesn't look like they're ever going to have it before the end of the season. So we're just going to have to hope that, you know, effort and fight are enough in the games um, that are remaining. I think what I took from tonight, particularly when you look at the way Wolves caved at Brighton, is that there will be opportunities for us there. And if we if we, if we approach the game with the same uh, mindset, I mean, we... we it felt a lot like a cup tie tonight. And I, I said that in the previous, in, in, on the article on the website, that's how we needed to approach it. And I think if they take the same approach to Wolves, when, I mean, almost certainly it will, it will be even more do or die by that point. I think tonight we we knew that we could, if we, if we came away with a draw, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But if we lost, it really would have been, um, it would have been a bit of a hammer blow. But I think if we can get, you know, by the time we go to Wolves, you only got one game left after that. It really will just be, do or die so if we can approach it in the same way um you know and then on another night you know the, the luck goes for you um but i think uh as you can definitely look at it both ways because we should have been we should have been 3-1 down at half time either vardy doesn't hit the bar or um you know madison doesn't miss the penalty and i think on that score she fair play to jordan pickford because he, he know he doesn't dive he doesn't actually pick a direction he stays central which goalkeepers don't often do um, and beats that one away. So, um, so fair play to him. But yeah, um, it's hard not to feel disappointed not to win. But you know, we didn't lose. That's the key. It really was a crazy game as well because there are so many flashpoints. I even just kind of going over it in my head now. The the bizarre moment where Jordan Pickford finds himself out of possession. With, with, with Jamie Vardy oh, on the turn, almost, just real yeah. heart in mouth moment, or the the Iwobi chance pretty early on where Everson made another good save, and it, it's all it all seems to flash flash past, and it, it does. You're right, it did have that feeling of a cup tie, a bit like the kind of Spurs game um, under Ancelotti, where it, it just seemed end to end, and 
almost like a like a computer game of football as opposed to a, a real game. It was it was it was relentless. It was exhausting. And um, yeah, I think we said before before we joined. If if you were a neutral, you would have had a, a great Monday night of football and had a fantastic time. But um, it it really was exhausting um i guess it's a nice problem to be looking back and thinking about chances we've created in games um and as i think we've all kind of alluded to um that having having don back is a massive massive part of that i thought he was a real threat i thought his movement was really good and and he, and he, he did have some good openings I, I i did focus on that miss earlier but the other chances um where he kind of came wide um and he just made another good save low um he obviously got the goal i think if if obviously if if we can keep him fit and firing, um, you never know. A, a game like Brighton, who are obviously coming off a very 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 strong performance at the weekend, um, you, you want those players sharper, and maybe as well, um, the players around him like McNeil will get used to playing with him a little bit more because maybe some of those hurried chances from outside of a box, and you you're right to kind of point to Madrissa Gay as well because it, it really does seem odds on that at some point in a game he's going to lash one about 10 yards over the bar um, because it, it really does have a knack for that um, but maybe maybe they'll, they'll they'll find a bit more cohesion up front and start to look for those runs uh, from Dom rather than think I've got to I've got to rush it in and get the shot away as quickly as possible um, because we'll certainly need to be clinical with the the few sniffs at goal we might have in these next two games because it could be the difference between defeat and a really precious point with how tight it is down there. Yeah, all of a sudden we've got a centre forward, haven't we? Mm. And and that's what the whole system's lacked and that's what put pressure on the midfield and that's what puts pressure on the defence when you don't have a functioning centre forward um, who can play... Well, Dom can do a bit of everything, can't he? I mean, he can run in behind, but he can also play with his back to goal. I thought he was great tonight. I mean... There was very few times I got frustrated with him. Um, obviously, the miss didn't help, but I mean, you know, the, the, his overall play just it turns us into a team again, um, and um, we've missed it so much. Um, but I don't know the, the situation in the league table now is a point. It's all about context, isn't it? I mean, out of context, the last two away draws we've got. In fact, the last the last four draws we've well, no, it's not it. I'll say it. The last all of the draws under Sean Dyche, all of them. So five times we've drawn a game under, under Sean Dyche. In in their own little bubble, they're decent points. You know, we've drawn at Forest in a game we played quite well. Probably should have won it. We've drawn tonight in a game. We played quite well and probably should have won it. A point, you know, we held Palace to a nil-nil and we've got a point against Chelsea, a point against Spurs. You know, in any other season, in any other run of games, you're looking at them thinking, well, that's a point gained, you know. Um, But it's not enough for us at the moment. And that's the biggest annoyance and the biggest worry is that all of those points look great on paper, but they don't add up to enough. Um, we need to get above, it goes without saying, obvious statement of the Knight Award. We need to get above Leeds and Forest as soon as we possibly can, because I think Leeds, especially, could nosedive. But they've got an extra point. They've got an extra point to us, which is like it's like gold dust, isn't it? And Forest aren't quite as bad. They're not quite a bad place. But those two, I feel... I, I, 
both teams play tonight as if they'll both be all right. But they we we need to well Leicester have done it now. Yeah. We need to leapfrog the other two as soon as possible. Um because it's you know it it goes like saying you we we have to get more points than them <laughs> as soon as we can. I don't know what the other two's four games look like, but I don't think they're great. No, well Leeds are at City next. So if they get a shellacking and we can get a point at Brighton, then we'd go above them on goal difference. So there's a there's a, a modest target, if you like. Unless <laughs> <laughs> Leicester still have got a play. I just saw their fixtures flash it before. Um, they, mm. They've got to play Liverpool and Newcastle. Yeah, as well. And I think they've got, and they got West Ham last game of the season. They've got Fulham away next. That's not easy. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, they they could still, you know, if, if them three games, imagine they, if they get one point from them three, which isn't really unrealistic, maybe no points from them three. You know, they're, they're, they're suddenly still, you know, in big trouble come that last day. So, they've got, you know, they, they needed a win today. They'll, they'll be disappointed with that. You know, um, overall, I think they will have been a bit bit shocked by Everton there, to be honest. I think the... the the effort they put in, Everton, the, the the fitness levels they've got to now in comparison to where they were, I'd say. To, I mean, you, you can question Sean Dice, should he have changed it up, should he have freshened it up, whatever. But he's got players who can run for, for 90 plus minutes now. And uh, it's it, it, it's good to have that. It's um, to, have, to have that intensity. But I'm just trying to get, maybe just going into sort of like ultra positive mode. Um, do, and just Paul. looking at the next sort of couple of games. <laughs> when, um, so wow. Brighton, we okay. played Brighton. Bring it on. <laughs> All right, here we go, here we go. <laughs> so we've got... Um, <laughs> So you've got uh, Brighton on Monday. Um, they're playing Man United on Thursday. So we've got a bit of a rest before then. You know what I mean? That's obviously going to be a, you know, a tough game. Big game yeah. for them both, actually. That, 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 might be, that might be a sort of similar shootout at the top of the table with them too because they're both fine for Champions League positions, European positions. So they might be a little spent by the time we play them. And if maybe, just maybe, it's a good time to play Man City if there is one. Maybe they're sort of uh, they got they got back to back home games against uh, Leeds and West Ham. Then they got where in between them playing Real Madrid twice. You know who that? You know so um, maybe maybe they're, they're in. You know if if Carlo does what he normally does in Europe and come the second leg, it's very very in the game. You know they, they might need to. You know it's, it's the one they already. You know don't get me wrong, City squads enormous. It's huge. We've seen them rest. You know, I remember in the cup the other year, they rested nearly everybody and he still looked amazing. And obviously, they got such quality. But at home, you know, you just never know. You know what I mean? So let's not bite off these next two. Let's not, you know, just um, assume we can't get anything there. Maybe we can go to Brighton and, and win. Who knows? Maybe Dominic can just get them goals. And, you know, and then um, maybe just by the time he gets to Wolves, we've just got that momentum. You know what I mean? So while we've, um, you might be having won in a while now, but. We're getting, a, you know, we're, we're being resilient, and we're getting quite a lot of draws, as you say, Andy. And um, just, I don't know, I can just see a little bit of confidence in the team there. And um, they got, I don't know, just something about them. It's and they got fight more than anything else. And let's 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 forget about Newcastle. It was a bit of a disaster the way that happened. But what was really promising today, Coleman went off. Didn't mm-hmm. Nathan Patterson do well? You wonder why he wasn't picked sooner. Yeah, I thought he did he really did. well. So you yeah. like to think that's him cemented in the team, and that's just crazy journey we've had at right back sorted so I'm more optimistic having watched that tonight that um, that we'll do okay in these next two um, City at home is always tough but I don't see why we can't go to Brighton and play like that put that work in 
and we can get something if that and that's another point then so be it it's another yeah it, it might it might be enough to in the grand scheme of things last season the big gripe was yeah, we, we, we hardly get any draws <laughs> it was that was the thing we were saying last year because we just like we'd, we'd lose a lot of games and you know these little points come the end of the season might just make the difference but Rapidly running out of road, but I just wish we'd stop conceding these sloppy goals. That's one, you know, I think if anything does it for us, that's what it will be. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Against City and against Brighton. Is mm. it both of those teams will will punish you if you defend the way that we have been lately? Um, you know, and I, <laughs> that comes back to the uh, to the old uh, Michael Keane debate. He was a big topic of conversation on Twitter in the lead up to the to the game. And then obviously when the team sheet came out, um, you know, he, it was it you, Adam, who said before we started recording yeah. that Michael Keane had a very, uh, Michael Keane evening. Um, and yes, he did. Um, it's just, uh, I, I, Sean Dyche was never going to throw Yeri Mina in at this juncture. Um, I would be fascinated to see what would happen if he did, but I just can't see him, see him folding on this one. And I think it's going to be Keane and Tarkovsky till the end. He's keen, isn't he, on Michael Keane? It's <laughs> that's as that's as good as you'll get out of me today. Um, I I I don't really understand the persistence with him. Sadly, I, I know um, for every thirty-year-old worldie uh, that he manages to conjure out of it, uh, thin air, there's there's always a mistake in there. And for a a manager like Dyche who has come in to kind of make us more solid and stable. Um, weirdly, we look better going forward. We look like we're creating a lot more than we did under Lampard. Um, we're, we're creating more chances. But there's still that nagging feeling that at some point we're going to concede. And that that really can't be the case. And as you say, Lynn, particularly going into these next two games where that will be punished, um, mm-hmm. it is concerning. Um, yes, Newcastle was an aberration, but it's not the only time it's happened this season. Um, and obviously, most of those games didn't come under Sean Dyche. Um, but we, we do need to find some way of tightening up. Maybe Patterson in there, as you said, Paul, the fact that he came in and did well this evening, I think that is a positive. And obviously, with Seamus out, we hope, uh, we hope obviously, the injury that he suffered isn't too serious because it, it really... Did. It looked innocuous, but then quickly very serious at the time. So um, obviously hope he's okay. And I thought Seamus was doing really well, must be said, um, at right back tonight. He's, he's, he's he playing was. really well. But um, the fact that Patterson came in and is is a right back, is not someone who's been asked to play there and fulfil a role who probably shouldn't be fulfilling that role. Um, that could be really important against the likes of um, City and Brighton, even, even if he's young and raw. And he'll probably still make mistakes, but I think he he offers a bit of balance and that's that's going to be really, really crucial. But as for Michael Keane, as you say, Lynn, I, I can't see him, I can't see Sean Dyche changing it now. I feel like he's he's really nailed his colours to the mast in that sense. But there are nights like tonight where you do wonder what if, what if someone else um, was in there who, who doesn't have that same culpability that he, he, he seems to he seems to give off in in, in, in that position. It, it's it's such an important important area of the pitch, and it it's it, it's disappointing because I, I know um, I know you always um, I was going to say speak glowingly of him, Paul, not necessarily glowingly, but I, he, he he does try and he he does he does seem like a a, a nice bloke, and he 
he, he wins lots of stuff in the air. He's, he's great at certain parts of the game, but his concentration and his positioning and his lack of pace tonight was really, really showed up by, we've got to say, a very ageing uh, Jamie Vardy, who I know has just found his goal scoring boots again, but isn't isn't the force that he was. And um it's 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 a weakness that I think better players, e.g. Erling Haaland, uh will exploit and certainly a Brighton side who scored six at the weekend. So Oh I'd, God, I just got shivers. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. Um <laughs> Paul, you talk again. Sorry. <laughs> sorry everyone. Uh, <laughs> um against Haaland. Oh my yeah. God. I, I thought it was all about like being a nice bloke. That's why you got picked, isn't it? That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about. No, I got. I, I see people. Speak, I, I just don't like, and oh, I'm sure all sets of fans do. I, I just don't like it when when everyone sort of like you know jumps on a play. We've had it with Neil Mope recently. It just makes you feel uncomfortable. The human beings at the end of the day, and like you know, and it, 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 so okay, but yeah, and. <clears throat> I, I, I've always been quite a fan of Michael Keynes, but yeah, I mean, the, the first goal frustrated me a bit today. I thought he's got himself yeah. under the ball there, and I could, he, could, he could have headed that out. I don't think he could have done much with the second one. I thought I was just like, that, that's on a worry that for me. It's you know, he, it, the ball's through. He, yeah, I haven't fessed up because of, because they're on the attack. I don't really know, you know, a centre back with pace with lightning pace, maybe, but we haven't really got one anyway. You know what I mean? So like maybe maybe Godfrey, but he's not really in, in the looking was injured anyway. Um, I just don't know. I mean. Everyone's saying what I don't understand is is every every man and his dog is saying, Oh god, why isn't Mina playing? Why isn't Mina playing? And Mina hasn't played for months. Mina hasn't Mina's so out of match practice. And every time he does play, and I'm not really exaggerating, am I? I'm saying, every time he does play, he, he breaks down. And so I can well understand why he's not being picked. And yeah, we're even able to do anything about that sort of like that ball through which uh, which uh, Vardy scored with. For the, you know, he, he, he'd probably you could see him sort of doing his hamstring chasing back for that sort of thing, <laughs> mainly, you know. So um, yeah, you could, couldn't I you? <laughs> like, um, yeah. So so like more realistically, could Cody be a better option? Perhaps. Um, I mean, Cody went out the team because he was kind of making a few mistakes. Remember the Villa game was a poor one. Remember the the Brighton mm-hmm. game. Sean Dyche wasn't there then, but he, he was, you know, it was, there was some poor performances from, from Cody. But then I think when we drew away at Man City, Cody played very well. You know what I mean? So maybe he's just, maybe he's a bit more gritty. Maybe maybe he's, he's you know, he's just got a bit more nous perhaps in, in then defensive situations, perhaps. Um, Holgate, you probably don't think so, you know? So, um, you know, th- th- there's your option. You know, Cody's really, I think, the only other option. And... Then you got a new partnership, you know what I mean? And it, it, I think Sean Dyche has a good working relationship with Michael Keane. Is probably the thing he knows him, and he's going, he's going, he's going what he, what he knows and trusts. The problem we got now is it's just kind of like, and you now these guys, I'm sure they, I'm sure they checked the Twitter, I'm sure they're aware, aware of the, 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 you know, the, the white noise that's around, everything else. There's this growing pressure on Michael Keane now. Every time his name's on the team sheets, you know what I mean. It's not like, mm. and every little mistake he makes, it's just, it's just like everyone's jumping on. And that leads to pressure in game, I imagine. So, I don't know. I'll have to see what I'll have to see what happens with that. But I don't know if bringing Cody in instead is really going to make a massive difference. And I don't think you, I don't think we can count on Mina. I just don't think we can. So. I don't know what the what the solution is there, but we've got to somehow tighten that up because um, you know it's it's another game which we probably could have won today if not for like you know certainly well both both goals really sloppy you know and so it's um, you know let's 
frustrating that it's it, it's two points dropped in a way a lot of the time for me even though we did we did we did save a penalty so i just don't know what the solution is if you take keen out of there um or i don't know what the solution is if the solution is if, if the other choice is better than taking keen out if that makes sense i don't think he'll change it i, I mean I, I think he no uh, it, we've said before haven't we that that sean deitch's job here has been kind of squeezed into weeks rather than months and he's had to make some decisions really quickly which is fair enough you know you 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 walk into a firefight and think okay what what are we going to try and do first here and what what do i know is what what do i know i can work with what who do i know what can i trust and you kind of have to bunch everything that you would normally do over the course of a whole pre-season or even a whole season into i don't know a few key meetings i'd imagine look this is how we're going to do it this is what we're going to try um, on my head, be it type thing. And I think he's just decided from, I mean, he couldn't wait to get Keane in the team, could he? I mean, Cody had what, <laughs> what one bad game under Deitch. Was it really the, the Villa game where he looked, you know, he didn't play well. Um, and Keane was oh, straight. The, the mistake at, sorry, the mistake at Anfield as well from Coast. He was really poor, if you remember. It was. Gapco scored. Yeah. yeah so. Sorry, since well. No, 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 just, you're right. You're right. I and I, I don't think he could wait to get him in the team. And I don't think he'll change it. I think he's made a decision that that's going to be his back two. And, you know, we'll worry about the other. Well, back two and Pickford and we'll worry about the other nine, uh, eight. Um, it's quite novel playing a right back at right back. I like that. He's done it twice tonight. <laughs> um, uh, I, it makes such a difference. It makes such a difference. It sounds silly, but I mean, Nathan Patterson is never going to make as many mistakes as Ben Godfrey has in the last few games. He's just not going to. Um it, you know, he he might make a few, but Godfrey. I mean, I know, I know we've covered this, but Godfrey's looked like a fish out of water, especially at right back. I mean, you know, you could almost part with it at left back, mm. but at right back. And I think that's a positive that Patterson's got back in the team. A, a word for Seamus tonight. I mean, I really felt for him, and even on the stretcher, he was giving it the big one um, to the fans. And mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. if there's one person you didn't you you don't want to see in that scenario, it's um, it's Seamus Coleman. Like, it just looked looked like his knee went sideways to me, um, and that doesn't that doesn't look good. Um, I won't, he, he won't play again this season. I'm pretty sure. Um, and whether he ever plays for us again, I'm not sure. Um, I, I hope I'm. Far too um, quick to judge that one, but um, but no, I, I don't think Sean Dyche will change it at the back. It's just what he does going forward. Really, um, I was I was crying as if like, I suppose a lot of pe- people were that to get Damari Gray on the pitch tonight. Um, I thought Awobi was just so poor with the ball, and then he pops up with a really good goal, um, which is typical, really. But um, it's just what he does going forward in those in these few games we've got now to try and to try and get us a goal to get try and get us the points because Onana you think fully fit if he come he would come back into the team. Oh, how did you think James Garner did tonight? Mm. He had another really good first half, and there were times when he when you could see the difference that he makes over Onana just in terms of pass selection and 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 um, being. You know, forward thinking and driving the team forward. I think every each time he's played, he seems to have gone off the boil a bit in the second half, kind of lost his way a bit. But um, I mean, I think that he certainly made his case for keeping his place over Onana, and that's the thing. It's it's that whole area of the field, that kind of central midfield, is quite a, um, a 
conundrum because again, Awobi had a very Awobi game where you know he gives gives away a, a sloppy pass a couple of times actually. I think it, he lost the ball for uh, for the incident that, that the penalty that led to the penalty, uh, but then he scores a goal. Um, and he sets up Calvert Lewin for one of those uh, chances that Everson saved with his foot. So you know, and he's our leading assist provider so far. So it's he's it's very kind of double edged sword with with, with a Wobie, and it's quite frustrating. But I was thinking as we got into the last ten minutes that they all look completely spent. But then I was like, well, who do you who do you bring out in this situation? You know, given that a Wobie can produce the way that he did, given that a Wobie can track back the way there was one incident where you know Leicester looked like they were away and a Wobie just blew past his man and took the ball straight yeah. off him. And this was in the 80-something minute. So it's like, well, who who comes out of that team? Maybe Ghana for Onana? I don't know. But I was I was thinking, I, I don't even know what change I'd make at this point. But uh, yeah. And and uh, on Patterson, I think that he did exactly what those of us who have been screaming for him to come in to play, he did, he did really, really well. And it's not only the fact that he's a better right back than Ben Godfrey, he, um, defensively, but he offers so much more going forward. You know, he's another one who wants to get forward. He wants to try and get down the line, um, which is something that Godfrey likes to do, particularly at left back. But he's just not that good at it. You know, he doesn't, he can't beat a man, and he's not very good at crossing. So, I think from that point, from that perspective, Patterson has to play the back four. Probably say, probably say the same. But yeah, that Onana versus James Garner uh, question is is going to be an interesting one to see what he goes with next week. I'll tell you what really annoyed me about Awobi tonight is this kind of almost whipped side-footed cross. You know, the one that he plays kind of slightly behind, um, kind of, he, he plays it towards the goalkeeper and it's supposed to kind of fade back round. So he did two or three of those that were nowhere near anybody. Um, one went straight over the bar and the, the other two hit the first man. I I just, I, I, I don't know. Uh, he's done it before to good effect, but tonight it was kind of like those those Alex Awobi crosses that <laughs> you think, oh my god, you've got you've got all the footballing ability in the world. You, you're clearly a very very good footballer, um, but just in those it's it's in those moments again, isn't it? You could say the same of McNeil, who I thought was actually very good tonight, but you know you could say the same of him at times. Decore again, you know, you could say the same of him. It's just when we get to that moment, okay, mm-hmm. now is where the good players slow everything down, pick the right pass or execute the right ball or shoot or whatever it might be. We just don't have those players. Um, we've sold those players um, or those players have left the club for other reasons. Um, you know, we, we just don't seem to have that calm, clear, technical head in in the in the final third because even Awobi for all of his strengths is he's a bit more frantic isn't he he's a bit more ad hoc you know mm-hmm. you, we we you know we just miss that that quality um and if we'd had it even in the last I, I don't know who I'm imagining here I'm not blaming anybody for this but you know particularly but you know if we'd had that that player even in the last month I'm pretty sure we'd have more goals to our name I think um, it's just so frustrating. I think I think that's why James Garner stands out though, because he does seem to slow things down a little bit and and yeah, he's possesses not that forward, kind of He's not far enough forward. Of course, yeah, yeah, but I, it, yeah, and and you're you're exactly right. I think there are so many times you said it earlier as well where we we, we get ourselves in what looks like a really promising position. But there are a few times tonight where we we the break was on, but it just seemed to 
it slows down at the wrong times and then and then all of a sudden it's just scattergun and fast and it, it it peters out into nothingness and it's it's really um it is really frustrating and um yeah alex alex Wobi is is probably the most ad hoc footballer probably the most ad hoc footballer since yannick balassi i'd say um because he he really <laughs> he really does look as though he's kind of making it up on the fly and he, he's obviously technically good enough to do that at times um but I, I think it's probably demonstrative of how poor and inconsistent our season's been that he is our leading assist creator because he he shouldn't be really, but, but there, there should be others ahead of him. Um, he should be someone who kind of comes into the game and does a few flicks and tricks and maybe does score the odd goal, but not really someone, and I know, I know we spoke about this a little bit when it came to his contract, not necessarily someone to build an entire team and system around. And yet he's also kind of who I'm looking to at times during a game for some inspiration in a moment um which is a worrying yeah. sign of where we're at but I, I do think um yeah to to go back to James Garner I think that's where maybe he he does improve some of those players maybe maybe kind of calms our general play down a little bit and particularly against a side like Brighton um I think that might be important whether he will stay in the side though I don't know because there's the argument for bringing Anana back in. I guess if you were to if you were to drop one of that midfield trio, it probably would be James Garner. Um, I thought Decorey today again was excellent, um, particularly when he was getting closer to Dominic Calvert Lewin and Matt utilised the most out with Calvert Lewin as well. Um, made us a lot stronger, got us further up the pitch, um, and again he was tireless and could could easily have scored the winning goal. Um, I thought Garner was okay and did most of the nitty gritty stuff well. No obvious errors, but I guess as we get to this point in the season where we've got four cup finals, um, you'd hope that maybe when we are forced to throw caution to the wind, that maybe Deitch does use his subs because I, I agree with you, Lyndon. There were there were times today where you were looking and thinking, well, yeah, who would I bring on? Um, but mm-hmm. at some point, we're going to have to. We're going to have to change something within a game because we need the points. We'd have to sacrifice some of that solidity and throw caution to the wind um, because there's not a lot of time left, is there? I'm quite a big no. You're right. I mean, I'm, I'm quite a big fan of James going off from what I've seen so far. I like his like he, he, he's. I said the other week he's he's he's, sc- he's scrappier than I thought he was. He does you know he made some good tackles in there as well. He'll get back and clear the ball. He does work hard and. Yeah, I hope he stays in the team because I think he just gives a lot more, um, you know, a lot more composure, more so than the other guys do. He can get on the ball well. Um, so, yeah, I hope he stays in the team. Um, one thing we were talking about with Ben Godfrey there at right back, just, just made me think, that Newcastle game, if we had a, an actual functioning right back against Newcastle, I'd love to know how the game would have gone. Because, like, given that the other goals came down that side, you know I mean? If, 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 you know, in hindsight now, just kind of wish Patterson um, would have started that game. Um, but anyhow, it wouldn't have been um, that bad. It wouldn't have been that bad because I think no. I put it in in one of the, one of the articles. I said that a lot of the a lot of the problem with the whole what 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 Deitch was blaming for mentality in that game was a was a, a meltdown because we got destroyed down that part of the pitch, and the same thing at Manchester United, same thing against Arsenal, mm. same thing against Fulham. You know, if you've got one glaring weakness in your team that's getting exploited by the opposition. It's not necessarily a, a, a function of a poor mentality. It's just you've got a massive hole in your in your team that you've not addressed. That that's it for me. I mean, yes, you, you can look at that fourth goal and the way that Gay and Keane just allow Isak to just waltz past them 
that's mentality. That's not putting a tackle mm. in, uh, you know, making the, the right decision and, and the right move for the team. But um, I mean, by that point, they were just been, they've just well beaten by that point. Yeah, despite just scoring, <laughs> which was which was the uh, the ironic thing. Yeah, but... I know, I know. Was it me tonight, or did the did the TV show the same shot of Sean Dyche trying to say that we wanted two up front about six times? Every, <laughs> every time it cut to him, he was going two, two, one, two, one, two, and then <laughs> uh, then it, like five minutes later, it cut to him, and he was just saying exactly the same. Um, I just thought I'd chuck that in there. I thought that was in in a in a moment of utter turmoil in my in my body. I, I did manage to laugh at that. It was probably what he was doing at Finch Farm when uh, Kevin Felwell was on the phone uh, for uh, that fateful day. <laughs> just two, two, <laughs> one, <laughs> any. <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah, so it looks like ne- next Monday is going to be very interesting because we're playing Brighton, obviously. Uh, Forest are playing Southampton and Leicester at Fulham. And they all follow, actually, Fulham Leicester kicks off at three that day. And then we're on at 5.30 and then Forest is the evening game. So they're not all going on at the same time, but it's going to be a very interesting day in terms of the, um, in terms of the relegation battle. But, Forest um, at home? Forest are at home. Oh, God. But, you know, you can, you, can always ho- you can always hope for like a Southampton performance like they turned on at Arsenal because they're increasingly have nothing to lose at this point. You know, they these teams that have pretty True. much know they're down, they start to kind of play with with their mm. this reckless abandon. So let's hope, hope <laughs> for some of that. <laughs> yeah, and the score the score on the odd goal, Southampton. They're scoring a few goals, aren't they, Southampton? So they might, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. God, it's getting tense, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when it gets down to four games, that's quite... That that seems very few, doesn't it? Four is like because you know you can have the you can have a bad game in four, can't you? Just be just in the run of any season. But we're hoping that everything clicks for four games on the trot when it hasn't for the last forty. You know, um, it's it four sounds quite to you know quite alarming. I would say um, I do think tonight it helped probably the whole club. That we weren't playing at Goodison, though. Do you think? Especially when it went two-one, because I just think Goodison's so emotional at the moment, and I know because I was there at the Fulham game that it can kind of, it can, it can almost have the, you know, the, the effect that we don't want it to have. I mean, it can be brilliant. We all know that, but I just wonder whether two away games on the trot might actually help focus the mind a little bit. Yeah. I was thinking that in terms of thinking back to the forest performance, you know, the fact that we drew at Palace. You know, you're right. It does. There is. I mean, obviously, you know, you've obviously got the the bear pit part of it, but yes, yeah. when things start going against it, then then there is much more emotional. Uh, you know, the emotional impact the other way is is much worse when we're at home. So, yeah, no, I agree. I almost put that in the article actually. That I think that I thought that it might be better that the next two are away from home. Um, you can certainly, you know, you can. Uh, in this particular instance against Leicester, obviously we could prey on their fears, um, which I don't think we did quite enough, um, particularly the way we let the first half get away from us. But uh, yeah, um, hopefully Brighton won't care so much. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. nothing against any of them, you know, any of the home fans that have been there all season and nothing against anybody. It's just, you know, with, with it being so tense at the moment, yeah. I, I just, 
I just think uh, it it kind of it it helped neutralize it a little bit tonight Um, and that may be all the same at Brighton you know yeah well fingers crossed we will see what happens at Brighton and hopefully we can get repeat of last season come away with surprise win and uh, everything will look very different but uh, we will uh, wrap up our instant match reaction there and uh, we'll be back probably after that Brighton game to review whatever goes on down there Um, so until then, Blues, take a breath um, and uh, take care. And we will speak to you soon about the toffees. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 